is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Hey, what's up? This is K-12 Tech Talk with Chris, Josh, and Mark. Uh, But Josh and Mark, they've abandoned me. Uh, so I'm stuck here by myself, but I am actually not alone. Uh, we've talked about this interview. We talked about it last episode. Uh, here with me today is Berge. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it right. Well done, hey, Chris. Thank we're you. We're going to see how we go. Berge Akian, did I say that right? Yeah, you're awesome, brother. You right like, nailed it both. <laughs> Berge Akian, the CEO of Classlink. Uh, if you've been listening to us, Classlink has been a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast uh, for several episodes now. Uh, we've talked about the Midwest Tech Talk uh, conference as well, and they're, they're sponsoring that. Uh, so we've been talking up Classlink and talking about Classlink, uh, but we were real with uh, you guys, you listeners, from the very beginning. Uh, we didn't know a whole lot about Classlink, uh, so we've been learning together, I'd say, uh, so we're Pretty excited to have Berge with us to discuss ClassLink, to maybe clear the air if we've said some things wrong, uh, just to tell us a little bit more about ClassLink and all of its offerings. So thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with just me, I guess. Yeah, what's up with that? Like Josh and Mark, what happened? Their their place is blowing up? (laughs) They get pretty intimidated once you start talking about (laughs) CEOs of major companies. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm the only one that doesn't. Like, I don't have the nervousness uh, that they do. I guess that's what's going on. I don't know. Uh, No, actually, Josh. um, So he and Josh, he always has drama with technology. Stuff's always messing up. So I never really know if it's true uh, or if, if yes, he's still going to show, but he was texting me earlier today. Uh, his transportation system, uh, is messing up. They're getting ready to start summer school. So bus routes weren't right. I don't know what the story is. I'm sure we're going to hear about it. Uh, That sounds like it's episode worthy, I think. Right. Like a whole transportation. So we'll Maybe see. get the CEO of that software. Ah, we don't want to go there. This is going to get. <laughs> yeah, I won't say their names, but we'll <laughs> see. We'll see if it was real drama uh, or if, if it was a real problem. Is he out riding the bus, right? Like driving the bus? Is that probably is that what's happening? They just needed him to sub for a bus driver. If he's listening, probably. can we just tell him to toot the horn or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about ClassLink. Um, and I think maybe talk to me like I don't know anything about ClassLink. Would you just tell us a little bit about ClassLink in a nutshell? Oh, yeah, sure. I get I get this one all the time. So if, if this one sounds rehearsed, it's only because I've done it a few times. Okay. So, yeah, I, I guess ClassLink in a nutshell, uh, I usually first describe uh, us to help people get a sense of like where we are sort of in our life cycle. Uh, so for that, I usually begin by describing so ClassLink this year is 24 years old in fact oh, wow. it was just like a month ago that we celebrated our, our birthday so to speak so we're 24 years old i kind of describe that as we're you know reasonably grown up uh we're not sort of the newest uh newest shop but we're not sort of one of these shops that have been around 50 or 100 years or something like that so that's mm-hmm. not us but 24 is kind of a grown-up in in tech land uh, we serve a little over 2200 school systems Nice. I don't count the buildings. There's probably a lot of schools. Uh, we're international. 
we're in all 50 states for sure. Uh, I think the count of students and teachers is something like a little over 16 million students and teachers. So we've been, you know, we're kind of, we're grown up. You're kind of a, lot a of big schools. deal. Uh, no, no, no. There's a lot of shots that are a whole lot bigger deal. Uh, so we're, we're like, we're good. We're in a good place. Um, and we're in something like 20 something other countries outside the United States as well There's 15 languages in the system. We have a couple of statewide implementations, uh, a couple more brewing. So kind cool. of gives you a sense. So that's, that's the, uh, the organization. People ask, oh, what is it you do? What does Classlink do? And I usually, for that, I lean into, I say, look, we're a software company. We serve education, exclusively education. And I think people generally know us for the two main things. The first is a, a single sign-on portal. We get compared to a lot of other shops for that work. Uh, and the other thing that we're pretty well known for is our analytics solution. I suppose, uh, Chris, though, your friends, your listeners, they might know us for a, a slightly other dimension, because if you think about that single sign-on portal is really students and teachers. Uh, the analytics is really like teachers and, and central right. office administration. Uh, but I think what we're in a third, I guess, a pillar, if you will, the, the third is uh, uh, we're pretty good at the uh, work of data exchange and data exchange to uh, roster students into their resources and to provision accounts into directories. So folks that are technologists and uh, directors of technology, they love that topic because that's a, that's, that's a big part of their job. And of course, if that doesn't work, like nothing else works, right? If you can't get the, you can't get those kids and teachers to have network logins or you don't have accounts in the, in their different software tools. So yeah, we've kind of called you like the, the Cadillac of, of a rostering platform. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because I think single sign on most in K-12 have started to go in that direction. And that's, oh, they just do single sign on. Well, when you really yeah. start looking at class link, the rostering comes up quite a bit and the analytics stuff uh, comes up yeah. quite a bit. Would you say those are the two things that make you stick out? Like when we call you the Cadillac, do you agree with that? Yeah. Hey, that, that sounds like a wonderful car. I want, <laughs> now I want one. <laughs> so I, I suppose, um, although I think it, sometimes when I hear that reference is because it's expensive and I always get nervous about that. Cause right, I think like right. for what we do, uh, you know, I've seen schools like save a bunch of money going towards us just because whatever they got, you know, a bunch of other vendors doing this, uh, collection of things that we do. And so they bring us in and they save, um, just because it's distributed. I think you made a good point though, about like these fundamental tasks, the, the single sign-on experience, the analytics, the data exchange, you know, it's kind of interesting. So I, I think this is maybe something, uh, you know, folks like yourselves, you may, you may already know this, but there's sort of a, a natural uh, tug of war that happens in trying to figure out like what a company should be doing. Right. So you all actually have a big voice in, dis in basically deciding what the vendor partners you work with, uh, where, what box you put them in. And so you can really influence that. And I would say that has absolutely, I mean, we've been around for a little bit of time now. So I kind of feel that we've absolutely been influenced by, you know, people right. like you, you know, Josh and Mark, if they were here kind of thing. Uh, yeah, those they, guys. Yeah. 
so that you guys influence us. You guys decide, hey, single sign-on and rostering must go together. Uh, single sign-on and rostering and account provisioning must go together because we see that as a, a singular thing. And so I was going to say, as we went back to you, so I can think back on the years ago when Chromebooks were new yeah. uh, and then Google accounts and, and just making accounts, not even necessarily just Google, but different different websites, different applications where that was yeah. new. It was all done manually. It was the wild, wild west. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were just kind of doing it. And then you're like, man, this is taking a ton of time. Uh, I wish there was something. Yeah. Well, that's when companies started doing some single sign-on stuff. Uh, and then you start getting in the rostering. And yeah. that's yeah. game changer. I think for, so for where my school district is at, uh, we are figuring out single sign-on decently well. We are figuring out rostering decently well, but the analytics, and this is what I wondered if you would speak to this. Uh, I don't do this well in my school district. We have uh, a lot of different applications, a lot of different websites that we're using. Uh, but to say I really dig into reports of usage, uh, I don't. Uh, I think yeah. we still do just the old way of like our feelings. Like, do we think the teachers <laughs> yeah. do we think the kids are using it? Would you speak a little bit more to the analytics stuff? And maybe just a little bit of why you think a school should go that way. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of feel like there's parts to this conversation around analytics that are uh, the parts that is there's nothing new about it. Like conceptually, what we're talking about is uh, schools are making investments in digital resources uh, at a greater pace or more than they ever did before, for sure. Probably less than what the future will be. The future is they're only going to spend more and more on these digital resources. And so you probably, uh, you probably want to know how much these resources are being used as at least one component to deciding about these resources. Uh, one component in terms of deciding how much training, more training we need to do about these resources. One component to decide on who's using the resource the best so that we can use that as the model, use that as the example right. for everybody else. So this is sort of fundamental stuff. We do this all the time in education. There's nothing new about this construct. We've been doing this, you know, trying to figure out what works, trying to figure out is anybody using it, trying to make, does it make a difference? These are all classic things that we do in education. It's just that we haven't really been able to do it at the, at the level we want with the ed tech tools, which is a little crazy if you think about it, because ed tech tools should kind of be advanced. I mean, we call them tech after all, like we should be more advanced about the way we think about these, yeah. about these resources, but we generally don't. And that's, you know, Hey, it's on us collectively as a, as an ed tech community. We make the reports difficult. We make the reports non-comparable. We make, if we go to the trouble of making the reports and it's, they're all, uh, it's a bit of a hot mess kind of thing. And so what we feel sort of in our class link anyway, if we're able to deliver the resource, that is to say through that single sign-on portal, we're probably in a good place to do two things as it relates to that. Number one, if we can do a, a good job of delivering it, uh, and we've seen this through our uh, numbers play out, we end up amplifying the use of the resource just because you take out all the hurdles of accessing it. So number one, we're going to increase the utilization of it. Yeah. And that's 
that's great. You kind of want that. I mean, you spent the money on it anyway. Using it more isn't going to cost you anything more. So let's do that. Let's improve the utilization of it. Take out the hurdles. And then number two, let's measure how much it's being used, where it's being used by who, on what devices and so forth. And then now if you have that, you have a better utilization picture and you have better insights on the usage and you're able to get that insight on usage and the utilization improvements across all of your resources in a very comparable way and in a way that's measuring them consistently. Yeah. And that's super important because uh, you know, if you were to go one step further into each of those applications and hope that you can get the usage picture out of each one of them, there's just a super high likelihood it's not comparable. So you probably want like a, you know, single yardstick, if you will, to figure out which one, how much they're being used uh, comparatively. This resource is this resource, this resource, this resource, all side by side. And I can tell consistently how much they're being used. I think Classlink is a great shop to help with that. We don't have a dog in the race. It's not, you know, we don't build any of these tools. We're trying to help them all uh, grow in utilization. So and I it should, if, if, if yeah. you're doing analytics and actually looking at data, like it, it, it should be great for whatever side. If it's, the, if it's the teacher that's like, hey, thanks for this application, but it doesn't help my kids and I don't use it because of that. It's not just them talking anymore. Like we can pull a report and we can see that they don't, teachers aren't using this. Uh, but yeah, just the same, you can that. go to the flip and you, you can be like, hey, so you could pull another report. And you're like, well, this application, you're not using it, but we're getting really good results in these other places, these other teachers, exactly. these other buildings with it. Exactly. I, always I was feel talking like that's... to, uh, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, you hit it right on the head. I always feel like these resources, they're all these uh, ways of doing math are, I don't know why, they, they seem to always get painted with the same brush of, we just want to know what's not being used so we can stop buying it, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> right. a classic, right? That's, and I always feel it's, that's not what we want in education. We're actually not, I don't think, I mean, maybe I could be wrong about this, but I don't think we're sort of proactively looking for stuff to not buy. <laughs> yeah. We're in education. The goal is learner success. And so we're looking for stuff that works and we want to find where it works and bring that to other locations. We want to bring that insight to other yep. classrooms and other schools. So that's really what we're after. I don't think schools are like trying to find ways to zero the budget and not spend anything. That's not what they want. They want to find out what's working where and share that knowledge. We do this every day in, in, in learning. And I think they want the same in ed tech. And I, I yep. think we kind of help there. I was talking to these teachers uh, that I hang out with um, with some after school stuff that I'm involved in. And they were talking about, there's this new assessment we're giving. And there was some debate on whether or not they believe in the assessment basically. Uh, and I was like, I mean, just give the assessment cause it's going to give you data. So if, if you don't think the assessment's good for the kids, well, you're going to give the assessment and, and you're going to get data that's bad that shows that the assessment's not good. Like you're going to prove your point with actual data. Uh, and just the same with the person that, that, that is the uh, administrator giving the assessment, uh, they're going to give the assessment and the data is either going to be good or bad or whatever. Like that's the, that's the whole point. That's the whole point in data collection. If you're is to get data, then actually do something with it. 
I, I, I know for us with, um, again, talking about single sign on and rostering, those are the two easy things that we've gone for. But then you talk about, like you said, spending money on analytics and they're like, well, why do you, why do you want to do analytics? Well, cause it's good. It's, it's good. It, no matter what it's data, that's going to prove successes or failures. And you want to know either of those, right? Like, I don't know. So yeah. I do uh, a, a follow-up with this. I, and tell me if I'm way off here, there's analytics, but then there's analytics plus. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Can you, can you talk about the difference between those two? Sure. So what you're describing are sort of two products that we make available. So one is uh, just analytics. Like I sometimes call it base analytics, just to okay. make that comparison more clear. And then there's analytics plus. So really, why do we have two? And what are the difference uh, differences, I guess? So our base analytics is what is that comes standard in our total suite solution. So that's included. Okay. Analytics plus is something extra. So now it's like, okay, I got that. Uh, the base analytics is automatically in there. Plus is the extra. So what's the difference? Uh, so with base analytics, you get to see the utilization uh, statistics and information, right? On any resource that the student or teacher accesses from our single sign-on portal. So we only, so base analytics only gives you insights on the resource. So long they clicked on it from what we call Launchpad, our single yep. sign-on portal. That's the name we call it internally. Schools sometimes call it, you know, something that they want to call, you know, a brand, a rebranding. So that's fine. But anyway, internally we call it Launchpad. So if you click on a link from Launchpad, base analytics will capture that usage picture. Plus goes further because here's what happens when you have only, you're only collecting analytics from from the uh, single sign-on portal, the thing that happens is the student's gonna open up a new tab or teacher's gonna new, open a new tab and go to a, a, a shortcut or something. And they're gonna go to a resource outside of the portal. They're not gonna click the portal link to get there. So, you know, let's say Chris, you have class link in your environment, you click on the link inside the portal and base analytics gets it. You go outside the portal, open up a new tab and just go to the website Base analytics isn't going to see that. So schools are coming to us, our clients saying, you know, this is a problem because we think there's this whole world of utilization that we're not seeing yeah. in base analytics. Uh, and we said, ah, you might be right. I don't know. <laughs> Tell people to go through the portal. That won't be a problem. But mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so we came back and we're like, okay, we can, we have a solution here. We can do an analytics plus and that plus on school devices, only school devices, this is appropriate for, we'll be able to, in addition to capturing the stuff in the portal, it'll capture the stuff outside the portal. Okay. And what's pretty slick about this is that it'll take both of those and combine them into a single view whereby you can go and really nest those two different pictures into a single report for each of the resources, which is pretty powerful because yeah. most of the time there's actually, it could be a number of different URLs that people go to for the same fund, for the same product fundamentally. And that's tedious and, and uh, a pain in the butt for, for people who are using these reports because they got to go and start manually adding up all these different rows and subtotaling them. And it, it's super tedious. 
mm-hmm. Analytics Plus, you can go in there and uh, highlight a bunch of them, merge them, and now forevermore, they're going to be presented merged. You can still expand it to see the detail, but that's pretty powerful. The other nice thing about a Plus is that it gives you... Uh, it gives you utilization on native apps for iOS platforms too. Okay. So, okay, cool. So that's so the I feel it's like, like a bigger view. So the plus gives you more visibility outside the portal. Yes. I feel like that's one. Hey, don't, don't listen back on the episodes now. Cause I think I botched that up one. Oh, did you? <laughs> I listened to a couple of them. You had some pretty fun stuff. But now we've there. cleared the air. We know what that is. All right, good. All right. Would you tell us um, coolest, feature of class link what do you think list uh so yeah so that's that um i gotta say it it sort of depends who you are right so if you're a a student or because our tools are used by students they're used by teachers they're used by school administrators they're used by technologists uh so what's cool for one not necessarily for the other Look, so you're, I you're think gonna the, say all student, of class link yeah, is no, cool. No, 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 no. I'll give you, I'll give you some. And we'll do it. How about, let's do it by audience. We'll do it okay. by audience. So hey, if you're a student or you're uh, if you're a student, the thing you're gonna love is sort of our our seasonals. You log in one day, it's uh, you know, May 4th, and we got a theme going for Star Wars. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so we have uh, you know, Valentine's Day, there's a theme there. So we really I love yeah. creating an experience that's engaging for students and teachers. And we try doing that like every day. Yeah. So, there's we, all these so we, we, we banter about that. So my philosophy with students with Chromebooks, I want to give them the, I want to give them a safe environment, of course, yes. but I want to give them some things that make them want to use their Chromebook. Um, whether that's being a little lax with some game that's not blocked, whatever. You know, and that's where all the banter of the tech guy yeah. of the tech departments comes in. But I want to give them something that makes them like being on, on their it. Chromebook so that they feel yeah. like their Chromebook is where they should spend their time. I would rather a kid spend time on a Chromebook issued by the school than to be on their phone without filtering, without anything on it. That's I'm giving you a slow clap right now. There you go. Yeah. The slow clap is for you, brother. So, so maybe I, maybe yeah. class link with their theme days and weeks and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're student i mean we always get like cute little remarks from from students you know even though the grown-up kids uh right the high schoolers they're like hey this is pretty cool so that's kind of fun for the teachers i feel helping them i, I would say probably cool for a teacher helping the teachers see what's really happening i think this was super yeah. important when we were in remote learning but it still is important now teachers uh look great teachers i i think they're just born with a sixth sense they can sort of feel <laughs> they can intuit what like a student is thinking and, and so you magical but not every uh, teacher has that for every student so if the system can give them some insight on what does what the student is spending their time on through that sort of analytics that we described that's big and so i would say that that would be uh something quite cool for teachers the ability to be able to see that and we have new reports that let them do that dynamically they can go in there anytime and see what's what what are the students spending time on okay uh that's the student that's a, that's the the teachers i guess if i were a school administrator some of the latest uh, reporting that we have out of analytics plus is <laughs> i mean i hear this over and over again 
the, oh my God, this report used to spend, I used to spend, you know, three months, three weeks putting together this report and spend like two minutes looking at it. Now I spend, you know, 30 seconds getting the report and, you know, thoughtful time reflecting on the information that it conveys to me. And that's, that's been sort of the routine refrain from the administrators. And that is a school administrator, you know, yeah. uh, district administration and stuff like that. And I think for the techs, I, the, I just keep hearing, oh my God, your staff is amazing. Your support is great. I call and you guys actually answer the phone. Uh, the implementation was sort of the best experience I've ever had with a vendor. And these rostering and account provisioning tools that we have are just orders of magnitude better than anything we've ever used. You guys have really thought of every every edge case, every you know bizarre situation. It's automated. It's easy to understand. I never feel lost. And all the like compliments that speak to, frankly, <laughs> how uh, tech leaders sometimes uh, haven't been served so mm-hmm. well by ed tech. Is frankly, what it is, right? You know, service. Uh, service that's not there, um, implementations that are, don't seem to be, don't seem to care as much about, you know, high fidelity, a a great experience, reliable implementation. And then just the idea of like making tools that are easy for them to use, because look, you all are busy, right? You you deal with not one vendor, you deal with 20, 50, I don't know, maybe a hundred different vendors. You can't, you know, go to each if every one of those vendor solutions were insanely complicated such that you can only remember how to do things after needing to go through the whole tutorial a second time and a third time and a fourth time your job is unsustainable right so the experiences have to be really intuitive so you can do your job you can be successful at your job you hop between all these different systems like oh yeah this one i remember it's it's so easy to make this kind of change and you go click 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 and you're done or you pick up the phone and call us and we actually answer. Like, those are the things that I like the, it. the techs love, I think. And we also love, um, you guys got a pretty high score on your report card for student privacy. Uh, would you speak to your philosophy on that? Uh, what do you think sets ClassLink apart as far as student privacy goes? Uh, that kind of thing. Would you speak to that? Yeah, I guess I can. Um, all right, so let me think. Or just so- say you do it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I hate when people say, yeah, we do it because I think there's so much more to it. First, I think you start with the, with the fun, two, maybe two fundamental premise, right? So the, the first one is it's not our data. You're talking about student data and student data yes. privacy, I guess? Yeah, okay. Yes. So the part one is it's not ours. Like full stop, period. It's not ours. Yes. Uh, and it's, so it right out of the gate, not everybody says that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not ours. It belongs to you. Uh, and so we have to, and because you're trusting it to be stored in tools we built, we need to partner with you and care about protecting it, uh, uh, frankly, as, as much as you could if you had all of our resources, mm-hmm. right? You might say, well, yeah. Berge, I kind of expect you to do more than I could necessarily. Yeah, you expect us to do all that you could if you had all of our resources, so number one, none of it's ours. Number two, you put it in these tools that we built, these databases and so forth that we built, and you expect us to protect it as good as you might being the owner of it if you had all the resources available to us. 
Um, so those are two, you know, fundamental constructs. What comes out of that is, uh, for sure, you have to, you know, a good ed tech partner, I guess, is going to be a signatory on all the all the privacy pledges. They're going to have a website that says we're compliant with FERPA, COPPA, HIPAA. You know, with all yes. the, all the different rules around data privacy, we are compliant. If we did all that, to my thinking, it's still not enough. You might say, well, Barrett, come on, that's that's pretty good. Why? What more would you want? Here's what I would say you should probably, you know, expect of us. Number one, having all that like compliance statements, frankly, is just a promise. I mean, in the end of the day, yeah. all I'm saying to you yeah. is like, yeah, I've signed it. Yeah, I'm doing it. But that's just a promise or a statement. You want verification of that. So that's the trust part of it. Like we're, we're doing, we're saying all these things. That's a trust. And where's the, where's the verify? So the verification, I think, for ed tech shops is what we're doing. I think it's, uh, and that is we need third-party organizations to come into ClassLink and audit us to make sure that we are compliant with those statements, to make sure we're compliant with the standards. And we do that at ClassLink. We're SOC, SOC 2 audit, CSA awesome. star, ISO 27001. Uh, we're doing another ISO uh, audit now for our uh, service level, a uh, service level agreement and so forth. And, and that's not the one and done, that's annual. So yeah. th that's my thinking. Like, what would you do if you had our resources to protect your data? You'd be like, uh, all right, we're going to sign all these things, say we're doing it, but I want third party verification of it. So and we I were just we in, in, Again, this is Josh. That's the worry guy. That's always being dramatic, whatever. But Missouri has kind of been. Um, I think I don't know if it's trending all over the nation, but I feel like we've been behind a little bit on caring about uh, getting agreements on file where people have signed that they're going to keep data private or or you know what their compliances are and stuff. Uh, and Josh has been the first kind of in our area. Uh, to really start reaching out to companies. And he's been surprised at how many companies, like you just said, won't even, won't even sign the piece of paper. Uh, so kudos to you and awesome to ClassLink to say, yeah, we're going to sign the paper. And we actually think it's just a little piece of paper. We're going to do some stuff to prove it. I think that's awesome. Uh, and not what some of the, I think it was last episode, Josh was talking about one or two companies that they're not wanting to sign this very generic statement of like, this is who we are and this Good. is what we promise. Like you said, it's really just a promise. Hey, I mean, these days, uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't seem to go now even a month, I guess, without hearing about a very significant data breach. Yes. I don't know if you heard this today was announced. Chicago had one. Uh, yeah. I feel like I can remember the years ago where I felt, um, and I still feel blessed to be in K-12, but I was like, you know, the bad guys, they're really going after the businesses and they're going after the business sector. They don't mess with K-12. Well, no, yeah. now uh, they're coming for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to kind There's of this Microsoft stuff. page. I think it's on their Azure site. I got to find it and send you the URL. Yeah, There's this cool. Microsoft, yeah, this Microsoft page that shows attacks, basically. Most of them are DDoS. Uh, but like what industries are receiving the most and yeah. it's just a simple bar chart that shows like, I don't know, yeah. maybe six different industries. You have to see the ed, the education bar on this yes. thing. It's maybe 10 times 
the size of the next industry, which is like finance and government is even smaller. I mean, these are not, the bar doesn't represent, um, uh, the bar represents all attacks. Like yeah. ed is education that is, is getting uh, an outrageous proportion of attacks as compared to uh, some of these, uh, m- almost every other industry on this Microsoft page. I'll find it and I'll send it over to you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll share that out. Yeah. All right. Let's put you into a different kind of a hot seat. I'm going to ask you (laughs) quick questions and you give me quick answers. Bears, you ready for this? Yeah, this is fun. Totally. Um, Let's do um, (laughs) how big of a nerd are you? Scale one to 10. Uh, Probably like seven, eight. Who knows? I'm probably 10. Okay. um, You know, I I love. Hey, I said quick answer, Bears. Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Go ahead. Uh, do you, you gotta, play video games? I do not. Okay. What's the last video game you played? I'm going to totally, I, I love centipede and millipede. <laughs> so okay. if I walk a into a room where it's there, you been a hot me minute. for an hour. <laughs> I like it. Um, any, you could give me two or three of these okay. uh, hot topics, trends that you're seeing ClassLink work to address. Cyber, I got it. Yeah. Cybersecurity is okay. huge. Yeah front center um josh went to cosin uh he said class link was like all over the place yeah we went crazy <laughs> so why do you guys yeah. think going to conferences is important uh so this is like a, a, a i don't know a psycho thing that i have look i feel we work with schools and you all is this supposed to be a short answer by the way because it's totally you can not. give me you can okay. we like conferences too you can give me a little more okay so uh I believe we serve schools and they give us money to do that. And they're expecting uh, two things from that. First, they're expecting we're going to give them good service, good product, quality, and so forth. And the second is that they expect we're going to support the associations and the organizations that are important to them Mm -hmm. because we have to. We're sort of partnered that way. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sort of a fiduciary to the things you want. I, I have to go back and and contribute to these organizations that help you grow professionally, that help you build a network of friends to help you do your job better. Yeah, that's that's incumbent awesome. on the resources you give us. Like we have to go do that. And uh, man, Cosin's just a wonderful organization. They have great. I haven't been. I want to go. Josh. Oh, really you gotta come. It. You gotta come. Yeah, they do statewide things too. Do they do a statewide? Yeah. Thing so in my school district, we're. Uh, uh, we're members of COSIN. Oh, good. Uh, but I just haven't gotten to participate in the conference. I think Mark usually gets to go. I don't think he went this last time, uh, but Josh got to go. We're hopefully at some point going to try to do some stuff where the three of us get to hang out uh, and maybe attend a couple of conferences oh, yeah. together. You guys got to do like a live, a live yeah. cast. Yeah. All in the same place. I don't know. Don't Josh usually has to edit this pretty good. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. I'll we'll try see. not to curse today. Uh, we, have, did uh, before, going to uh, we did ISTE before. We did virtual ISTE before uh, oh, yeah. and, and spoke on a couple panels, but I haven't been to that and I've heard that's kick butt too. Yeah, it's in New Orleans this year. It's like a month from now, I think. Yeah. Are you going to go? You're not going? Not going. And I don't think, I don't think Josh or Mark gets to go to that either. Mark, maybe. I feel like he said something about it, but I don't think so. But this isn't about me. Bears, this is about you. Uh, Let's see. Do you have any pets? I do. I have a a Shih Tzu. Okay. 
Hey, we uh, said no cussing on the pod. Uh, <laughs> said you uh, anything about yourself you want to mention? Any personal stuff? What brought you? I, I guess answer this. What brought you to ClassLink? Uh, are we going to post this thing and you're going to leave ClassLink tomorrow? Like yeah, what no, brought you to ClassLink? Gonna... Why are you here? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so ClassLink kind of started as a volunteer gig. Uh, I uh, was not specifically looking for, I, I graduated with a business degree. Uh, but okay. I have since like all in on ed, by the way, I have a master's in instructional design. I'm, I'm going for another advanced degree in cognitive learning. So yeah, I'm all in on ed these days, but uh, I did not start the day. I started with a, an accounting degree and I uh, was a, a computer geek. I, I love figuring out stuff on computers. And so I ended up, uh, ended up with a volunteer gig for a local charter school, which I didn't even know what charters were back then because it was before we had kids, my wife and I. And so, so they were looking for a way to repurpose old equipment. This is like an ancient times of ed tech when schools use donated equipment. We don't yeah. do that these days anymore, but we did way back then. And so I was helping them out with that and they liked it. And they said, oh, we're going to tell a couple of other schools about this. This is pretty good stuff we got going here. I was like, you should, this is going to help you save money. You can reuse old equipment. And so, uh, and they started telling other people and I got those calls and I kept saying, look, this is, I'm not a professional at this. I, I have my day job. Um, uh, but yeah, it would work like this, like this, like this. I send them articles. I send them configurations for the servers and stuff. And so I came home one day after a couple of these calls and I told my wife, I said, I think people want to buy this from like somebody they trust because apparently they're, they feel a little lost and they really want it. And I think it's a great technology. So we made a deal. I would not quit my day job until we had three school districts that wanted to buy it, mm -hmm. legit wanted to buy it from me. Uh, so I got one and then I got the second one. And then the first one called me back and he said, we have to meet. We need to meet at the, at the elementary school. Oh, and just from his voice, I was like, he's, he's pulling out. <laughs> so I go in the elementary school, Edison Elementary. So I'm in downstairs in like the first grade room with like the, the chairs that are, you know, eight inches off the ground. And I'm sitting there with like my knees and my chest kind of thing. And they're all the teachers because it was at a faculty meeting. And Frank, who's the assistant soup, he said, this is his old story, but he goes, look, Barrage, we want to call you in because we've decided we're not going to move forward with that computer lab that we told you about. So I'm like <laughs> sitting in my little first grade chair, <laughs> feeling like, <laughs> feeling pretty low. <laughs> and then I go, okay. He goes, we wanted to call you in and tell you that news about that lab, about that one lab, uh, because it's not that we're not going to do that one. We're not going to do the one lab. We're actually chose to do Two labs, Barrett. <laughs> That's funny. Well, then, yeah, he's playing with me. And he, you know, he's playing with me all the time after that. So, oh my God, I got up and I'm like bear hugging everybody in the room, giving them hugs, saying two labs. So of course I come home and I go to my wife. I said, Sue, that's like two schools, two labs kind of counts as two schools. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got to quit my job. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it's a little story about class link uh, early days. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Bears, it's been awesome talking to you. I did not know it was going to be a one-on-one -on -one interview. Um, yeah, I yeah. think Mark and Josh kind of missed out. They did. Next um, time. And we'll probably add some suspenseful music over top of that last bit when you're telling that story to make it more dramatic as well. That'd yeah, be I'd appreciate that. Feel free to edit it out and put something more <laughs> entertaining. Um, but again, so thank you so much for coming on. Uh, 
Of course, thank you to Classlink for being a sponsor, uh, a supporter of the podcast. Um, we were excited. We we were excited to work out. We don't normally do these interviews, uh, but it's been it, it was good to do. I think it's going to be great to publish uh, because again, I myself did not know much about Classlink, so it was kind of cool discovery as these episodes went on. So I think this is a great grand finale uh, for listeners to check out and learn more and hear it from you uh, yourself and get, get, get correct information out there. Uh, So thanks. Thanks so much for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. And and I want to, you know, applaud you and Josh and Mark for, for doing these podcasts. I've listened to a couple of your episodes and you're up to a bunch now. This is like 70 something you're up. Yeah, we're pushing. I think we are, we're almost hitting 70. We're almost at like 20,000 listens, something crazy. Cause we, I think we need to throw a party or something. That's that's fantastic. And you I could mean, have never clearly an appetite for it. And you're helping helping folks come together, have conversations about these things. And I think the the only way that ever has worked, right? Sort of be informal, be honest, be direct. Yeah. And and you're doing that. And I think that's so yeah. great. Well, not to make it about me, but but yes, you're <laughs> right. No, yeah, yeah. So you'll be episode 74, uh, and we're pushing the 20,000 full download listens mark which i i could have never i would have never have guessed we'd talk in a sponsor like Classlink to actually sponsor us <laughs> uh nor would i well, guess that we'd be this many episodes in but well congratulations to you congratulations right, thanks. thanks again see you guys all right bye-bye now